You are about to hear real stories of the paranormal submitted by listeners. Ground yourself. This is Haunt Me. Hello? Get that roly 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 song stuck in my head. Roly 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 with a dabber edge. What is that song from? It's a it's people a making a song. It's an old hymn. <laughs> 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 it's an old hymn. <laughs> <laughs> Brittany opened up her purse, like book bag thing today, and she was like, look at all my crystals. And I was expecting like a little handful of pebbles no there's like three of them that are the size of a fist they're like five pounds each dude yeah i forgot they're in my bag we're talking like 13 crystals yeah you know what we're I'm, talking I feel blessed a museum's worth we're of talking rocks. like you know panning for <laughs> panning for stones in helen Aww. or whatever that place is what's the other place the ruby mines it's not helen it's it's a different thing. Dahlonega. Dahlonega. Dahlonega, Georgia. It's the gold mining city in Georgia. Well, I'm just a highly vibrational person. Mm-hmm. So that's why I have. And protection. An entire like. The crystals, they protect. They, they do. attack. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Or whatever. I don't know. Anyways, welcome to Haunt Me. Welcome. <sighs> What's well, Friday the 13th? Yeah. Woohoo. Did you guys do anything fun? I hung out with you. Yeah. <laughs> I ate Taco Bell. Tight. We didn't do anything spooky, uh, is what we're trying to say. Dude, me and my roommate and his friend, we tried to watch a movie that he got from Videodrome the other night. And he like comes home with it with his friend. They get get to the house and they're like, hey, we got these two movies from Videodrome. And we asked the guy at the front what he thought the weirdest fucking movies were that they had there. Oh, no. Yeah. So he brought home. Was it like Cannibal Holocaust? It was very similar, I think. Oh. I don't like that sounds similar. But the first one was like this thing called like In a Glass Cage or something. <laughs> and it's like a it's your it's a European movie. So it like starts and basically like the whole synopsis, it we thought it was fine in the beginning, but then it started getting really fucked up. Oh no. And it was like this guy and it's it's like based off of like an actual mad scientist Ooh. during like the Holocaust. And it's this like was Klaus, this was Klaus something. Joseph Mengele. I don't oh. think this actual movie was what actually happened, but it was like him from that movie or yeah. from those times. And basically one of the kids who like got tortured by him, like finds where he's at and like he's living in a glass cage because he tried to kill himself after the Holocaust because he felt so like guilty. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And he's only staying alive because of this chamber that he's like in. So the kid comes and tells the wife that he's a nurse and he's there to come take care of him. And she was like, okay. And she didn't believe him after a while. Cause he, she realized he doesn't know anything about being a nurse or mm-hmm. like he couldn't like give an injection or anything. So mm-hmm. she like, so he like, um, kills off the wife so that he can like now, like torture this guy and it turns into like a lot of like incestual shit like there's kids involved and like oh my god yeah me and joseph just turned to each other (laughs) and we're like we can't watch this so we just like turned it off and then all of us just felt very weird and like scared and like violated and he was like him and his friend were like we're gonna go get a drink and i was like okay i'm just gonna stay home bad idea i should have went 
Oh, yeah. I just like went in my room yeah. and was like, what the fuck? <laughs> right. It was terrifying. Oh, God. Oh, my God. So I'm, I'm just wondering, I'm questioning about this guy at Videodrome. Like, oh, this yeah. is the movie you get. <laughs> Maybe we should. They did should he have say, like, did he like say it was up. weird or was he like, listen, this is like really difficult to process? I don't think he said that. I feel like all he probably said was like, That's this weird. is fucked up. Okay. Yeah. It's weird. Maybe it's Joseph weird. should have like classified how fucked up he wanted it to be. Yeah, like did you want like a horror movie that's like pretty gory and just like kind of pushed boundaries and you're just like, okay, I can forget about it or like something that's like it was like the first time I watched Train Spotting. Oh, I can't anymore. <laughs> the yeah. baby. Or no, not Train Spotting. Um SLC Punk? No, Requiem for a Dream. Oh Lord, oh, I can't watch that anymore. So I watched that in high school and I was like fifteen. And just like the ending where they're at that party just like destroyed me. The and I double was like, dill. Yeah. And I was like eating tater tots and it just ruined my life. <laughs> Shit's nasty. Yo. And you know what the movies. worst part about that movie is? Jared Leto's New Jersey accent. Ma'am. Hey, ma'am. <laughs> oh, what the fuck? It's so bad. I hate him. That movie sucked. Yeah. Yeah. It's a hard thing it's to watch. It's like, ugh. Ugh. Like who told me to watch that fucking movie? Yeah. I watched it in high school too. It's like a Clockwork Orange. I don't know why there's such a huge following because it's like full oh of fucking my God. Right. Yeah, that is Yeah, Clockwork Orange is a bad. That's so debatable. If you meet an adult man who identifies with a droog, just kill him. I yeah. know like five. I do too. Oh. Ugh, well, it's fucked. They're going to die. Nope, that's a threat. Cut that out. <laughs> You're not going <laughs> to die, news. but we don't like that. <laughs> well, we no, it's like just that. like it's super fucked up. It's like coming. And then like I hate how like at the end, like I read that book, I think in like high school for a project. But, like, at the end, he, like, tries to be, like, oh, there's so much, like, violence. And I feel like somebody is going to, like, like be, like, I fucking love a Clockwork Orange, man. And, yeah. like, I will fully debate that a Clockwork Orange is a fucking stupid book. Like, the book and the movie. Mm. And because the ending, he's just, like, trying to, like, tell him, like, you know, like, oh, we, like, see all these, like, forms of violence and it makes us, like, violent and everything. And it's, like, but... The beginning of the movie starts out with, like, so much violence inflicted on, like, a female person. Yes. And, like, there is no trigger warning for that whatsoever. No. And it's just, like, how, well, how is that, like, the preface for the rest of this movie? And then this, like, boy has, like, this, like, reckoning with himself of, like, violence. And it's, like, congratulations, but you're a fucking monster. Yep. Yeah, it's sexual violence. It doesn't stop. Yeah. There's like phallic symbols throughout the entire movie. You've got like milk present. It's just like really yeah. hypersexualized violence and sucks. It's like yeah. do better, you know. And <laughs> you know what? You know what sucks about that even more is that Stanley Kubrick did that movie, and I fucking love Stanley Kubrick. Yeah. Um, The Shining is my favorite movie in the world, and you know what? I'd love to do an episode just on that, but it's not for this podcast. But I really fucking <laughs> love The Shining. Um, yeah, we just watched that one documentary. Was it Room? Room 237 on yeah. Hulu. It used to be on Netflix. But if you're a fan of The Shining or symbolism in movies at all, watch Room 237. It's, it's a documentary. Well, it's like a more in-depth like film analysis. It's a so film analysis. So they apply like, um, well, they do like a lot of like thematic ways of seeing like all the stuff that's like happening. So like picking up on all the symbolism, trying to connect like what's happening possibly to like real life occurrences and like to really kind of get to like the underbelly of what like Kubrick was trying to um, identify with or like promote in his film. Yeah. Really? It's, it's Stanley Kubrick was a genius, but the clockwork orange. Yeah. It's <laughs> fucking dumb. Anyways. All right. Yep. <laughs> Ashley. Yep. Ash is like, cool. No comment. All right. <laughs> 
sorry. <laughs> I blacked out and I don't remember that movie. So I figured we'd start tonight with a follow up from Camille. Oh, yeah. Perfect. So as you know, Camille sent us a story last week that was like really, really fucked up. Yeah, it really stayed with a lot yeah. of us. It did. And it, it was one of the more frightening stories, especially because the sleep paralysis happened so frequently and it caused you to like wake up and just be in a different place. Mm-hmm. Yeah. With no memory of how you got there, mm-hmm. which is why we call it the time, the time slip episode or whatever. Mm-hmm. All right. So uh, I'll read it if that's okay. So hi there. You are. So- oh, I-, I sent her an email thanking her for the story. She says, hey there, you're so welcome. Thanks to all of y'all for listening to my story and being so validating for everyone who writes in. Aww. Smiley face. <laughs> I listened to the episode and as soon as it came out and loved it. I did want to give you two pieces of info that y'all might find interesting or fun. First of all, y'all trying to guess how I would have said my fiance's name in a (laughs) deep demonic voice (laughs) was the funniest thing. And I wanted you to know that his name is Ben. So you got pretty close with Brian, weirdly. (laughs) Because Ashley, you were like, Brian. (laughs) The second thing is that while I tend to tell people that this experience ended randomly after we moved, I realized upon writing this up that that's not totally true. Things improved a lot after we moved, but I didn't feel completely free of it until February when I trained to be a Reiki practitioner. Oh, Oh, so cool. It's very cool. Training requires you to receive a ton of Reiki treatments during the process. That might have been what truly slash fully cleared the negative attachment from me. Wow. Yeah. yeah. That wow. is so cool. I want to do that. I want to yeah. do it so bad. Camille, we're coming to you. Right? <laughs> <laughs> I also wanted to ask about the ritual to rid a negative attachment that was mentioned at the end of that episode. Even though things are much calmer with me, it definitely seemed like a good ritual to have in my arsenal. And it's such a lovely thing to offer. So thank you. Thanks again for everything. And I can't wait for your next episode. Camille. Awesome. So do you want to... um? Go through the ritual? Yeah, totally. Or do you yeah. want to send it privately? No, I'll go, I'll go through it for anyone else that's listening that might yeah. benefit from it. The first thing, uh, basically about a year ago, I was struggling with feeling like there was this dark shadow just kind of following me around. And I had this overwhelming sense of dread. And I was seeing a therapist at the time. And I told her about it. And she kind of like, she takes notes usually throughout the entire thing. And then she kind of like put her notepad down. And like leaned in a little closer and was like really listening to me. She was like, okay, at the end of the session or whatever, she's like, okay, Casey, come over here and stand up. She had me stand up and she's like, okay, now I want you to close your eyes and just relax your body. So your hands are at your side and just relax as much as you can. I said, okay. So I closed my eyes and I could feel her walking around me, drawing a circle around me on the floor. I didn't say anything. I was being quiet. And then I could feel her hands like... Almost like if you could imagine like swatting, like swatting the air in front of you around me, like around my whole body, almost like like getting spider webs off of me. Mm. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah. I had my eyes closed, so I couldn't feel what was going on. But and she was saying, get out of here. Like, go away. She was whispering that. This is my therapist. Okay, totally normal before this. We had no I had no like she didn't know I was in the paranormal. She didn't. I didn't even know it was going to be like this. So. I was like, okay. And then she's like, okay, Casey, I want you to open your eyes. And so I opened my eyes. She goes, okay, I need you to take one giant step forward. And I said, okay. So assume I assumed I'm stepping out of the circle. Mm-hmm. So after that, she's like, how do you feel? And I was like, I feel okay. She's like, is it okay if I hug you? And I was like, yeah, absolutely. So she gave me a hug and she goes, I want you to go home and I want you, are you able to draw this thing? Do you think you'd be able to do that? 
I said, yeah, actually, I, I think I can. Because I had like a visual in my head of what it looked like. She goes, okay, I want you to go home and draw it. And then I want you to, for at least two to five minutes, just scream at it and you know tell it what you want it to do if you want it to leave tell it to leave if you want to just tell it fuck you tell it fuck you and and then what I want you to do is crumple it up rip it up whatever you need to do take it outside and burn it burn it till it's to a crisp so there's nothing left so you can't see what you've drawn and then I want you to take those ashes and submerge them in water once they're submerged in water I want you to take them out of the water and then bury them and that's it she had me light a white candle. Yeah. She's a witch. Throughout the whole thing. Yeah. And I remember texting and it fucking worked first off. And and I don't know. I texted Brittany afterwards and I told her, I was like, oh my God, my therapist just like gave me homework to do that sounds so um, ritualistic. Mm-hmm. And Brittany was like, oh yeah, she's a witch. Yeah. Well, it's very similar to what you do with like um, binding spells. Right. And like ridding yourself of like any type of like, like negative energy. Like when you... Part of what you can do with like a binding spell is you're supposed to like kind of invoke the four different elements. So burning it, burying it, like burning it with fire, right? Right. Burying it into the earth Mm -hmm. um, or like some type of soil to invoke like earth elements. Um, Yeah, submerging it in water, flushing it down the toilet, like a part of it down the toilet to invoke like water. Or air is to take the ashes or things that are already burnt and then just like kind of like let them go into wherever the air is, the direction the air is coming from. Um, yeah, she's totally a witch. I that's think that's so a beautiful cool. ritual. That's so cool. Yeah, yeah. It, was, it was really cool. And it's something that, you know, I've actually helped. Well, I haven't. I don't know if it's helped. I hope it's helped. But I've told a couple friends like, hey, if you feel like it sounds to me like you're going through the same thing I went through. Here's something that really helped me. Yeah. So Camille, that's what I was talking about. Anyone that's listening, if you feel like you have a negative attachment, that I guess is sort of a binding spell. Yeah, that's so cool. Cool. Um, speaking of Camille's story, which like still has like very much like stuck with me and something that I've been kind of like thinking about ever since like we read it and like the last, I don't know if it was because like by, I don't know if it was because like by reading this story, because I did want to, I felt I wanted to read Camille's story. And I think in a way that I've kind of like maybe identified or like at least at some part like connected with their energy. Because for the past week, I have not been able to sleep very well. Me either. And I keep having like very vivid dreams. Yes. Me too. Really? Like bad ones. Yes. Like nightmares. Fuck. Yeah. Where I wake up and like swear it happened. Yeah. Have you been waking up really sweaty? Yep. (gasps) I'm telling you, so sweaty to the point where I have to take a shower. Yes. Oh my god. I woke up in between my legs. Yes. My legs stick together. I was like, I have been waking up, and I'm literally like, I can feel. I have chills. I could feel the... Um, I'm sorry. I just like, like had to touch. No, I was like, okay. oh, let me feel those goosebumps. No, like the dreams that I've been having have been so fucked up. Yes. That... Oh, my God. I feel dirty. Yeah. Like, yeah. like I can't tell them to you guys. Like, right. they're gross. Yes. Oh, my God. Yeah. <gasps> Which I don't think like our dreams are like necessarily like they're not connected. No. To probably. Camille. But yeah. I think just like Camille obviously does a lot of energy work. Right. And like you oh. are very connected energetically like we're both like empath and have like very specific like energetic capabilities. Oh my god. And I think somehow that like we have like connected on some type of plane. That honestly <laughs> makes me feel better though because it was to yeah. the point where the first person I saw at the beginning of the day when I went somewhere, I would have to like get it off my chest and be like, I had really fucked up dreams last night. I could not sleep. Yeah. Oh my god. And I've said it for the past like every single day. Yeah. 
It's crazy. That's it's wow. Yeah. Okay. I am very glad that you have gone through this because I just thought I, it was something with me. Like I was like, oh, no. same. Yeah. Brittany, same. Brittany has been telling me every. Wait, didn't I have a nightmare the other night too? I don't know if you did, but like you woke up because I was apparently screaming. Oh my god! Yeah. Okay. This has never happened before with you. You, I, you woke me up because you were. Not at f- like full lung capacity, but you were screaming enough that Morgan would have woken up. Yeah. And she sleeps in a completely different oh, room God. between a wall. Yeah. I had a very awful, awful nightmare that felt like so real. Like there's a door that opens up onto the porch, like where the bed is. And in my dream, I was like, and it almost kind of felt like sleep paralysis. But like, I don't know if I can conceptualize it as that because it definitely felt like a nightmare. Like I knew that it wasn't real but then it, it like there's that very weird line between like is this a nightmare yeah is it sleep paralysis yeah. like because mm-hmm. it was just so vivid that um there's a door that opens up onto the porch and like i was dreaming that like we casey and i were like just sitting on the bed and i kept hearing this noise that was outside on the porch and i was like oh that's kind of weird and Casey was like yeah that's weird i heard it too and then i was like i think that there may be somebody out there and we both were like no no, no let's just like it's not real like we'll just go to sleep and then all of a sudden the door like bursts open and this man wearing all white with like this really intense grin on his face just like bursts through and like lunges at me and then I like could hear myself like screaming in my dream and then I woke up because Casey was like oh my god are you okay like what you know it's like four o'clock like you're screaming and then I was like what and then I kind of went back to sleep but I haven't really been able to sleep well ever since and I've been having just like very intense dreams after that like dreams that I'm like I don't know that I would normally dream this kind of stuff yes and I don't (laughs) know if I could share them you know right really fucked up well yeah wow do we have a story um so okay so to that like with okay so we've been having like really intense dreams a couple days, like, after I had that dream, I have noticed, again, like, an uptick in the paranormal activity in this house. And I told Casey it the next day, and I woke up one night. It was, like, maybe three days ago, because, and I was, like, super sweaty. Like, the whole, like, I'm literally drenched in sweat, but I've just taken a shower, and I'm sweaty. And, like, I looked at Casey. She's not sweating, and I'm just, like, and I'm, I don't have any blankets on me. I'm, like, how am I sweating? Is there something wrong with me? But then I, like, put the, like, comforter. I'm, like, trying to go to sleep and get comfortable. And as I'm, like, starting to doze off, I feel something moving the comforter off of one of my feet. And, you know, like, that's a way to, like, like lower your body temperature, like, to cool you off when you're, like, yes. asleep is to, like, take your blanket. Take and one leg out. I like to expose your feet, mm-hmm. right? Right. So I totally feel like the ghost that's in this house like is a very gentle ghost and was like baby i see that you're super sweaty like take this i'm gonna off. like you know like lower your body temperature a little bit which is very sweet i think but kind of like freaked me out for a second because i was like oh maybe is it the dog is it casey casey's on the other side of the bed like and i'm like okay i did not just move my comforter like my foot was like kind of like pulled up toward like my knee was bent so one foot was like straight and the other was like bent so it couldn't have been my other foot I was like, all right. And then so I go back to sleep and then I wake up again at like four in the morning and I sit straight up because there's like the whole room underneath like where our curtains are is illuminated as if there's a light on. Yeah. We're not making this up, by the way, for this podcast at all. (laughs) Oh my God. I wish we weren't. I woke up because you were sitting up saying, do you see this? Yeah. And I think I was too scared or I was asleep or something. I think I was like half asleep, but I was like. Well, no, like you woke up and well, I mean, I sat straight up 
because I was like, and I didn't have my glasses on, but I was like, there's definitely like, cause we don't have doors. We have curtains where doors should be. And I'm like, there is a light on. And it looked like possibly a, it looks like maybe there was like a laptop light like on. Like lit up on the floor. It was, yeah, it was like a soft illuminated glow. And I was like, that's so weird because like when Casey went to, came to bed, like I woke up and she had turned all the lights off. I fell asleep with the light on because I was reading. And she had turned all the lights off. And then there's this light and I'm like, where is this coming from? And it was so bizarre Was it me. over there? It was like, it looks like as if like a laptop was it's like right here, like on the kitchen counter directing into the the room, be- the room where we sleep. We got to do like, before we leave, before well, the- I leave, we got to do some kind of, we got to do something. Yeah. Don't you agree? Yes. Okay. Yeah. So I can't do these dream shits anymore. No, I know. But the thing that was so weird was I was like, it had to have been coming from the kitchen. Um, which is where we have experienced the most activity and coincidentally is right next to where we sleep. <laughs> right. So I, when I got up the next day, I went to the kitchen and I was like, this is weird. And I turned one of the lights on because it was still kind of dark in here. And it had the same exact glow of where the light was coming from that I saw that morning. But not, I was like, I didn't leave this light on. I specifically turned all the kitchen lights off when I went to bed. Casey didn't turn it on. So then we texted Morgan, our roommate. We were like, did you maybe leave? Did you come into the kitchen? Maybe at like four o'clock in the morning. But I was like up every hour because I was so fucking sweaty. sweaty. And she was like, no, I didn't leave a light on. I didn't come out of my room. Somebody turned the light on. It wasn't us. Story. Should we get into the story? Yeah, let's do it. Yes. All right. Hey, y'all. My name is Jen. I know Brittany from high school. Oh. Uh, yeah. Hey, Jen. What's up, Jen? Hi. <laughs> Am oh, I, um, I think... Um, Jen, her dad used to race with my dad. Oh, that's awesome. Our dads are both race car drivers. Hey. hey. From the track. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Jen writes, in my mind, we were secret redneck soul sisters oh since we both had dads who raced cars at the local dirt track. Oh, hell yeah. <laughs> hell yeah. Nailed it. So that's how I found the podcast. You guys are doing great. Thank you. Hell yeah. Dirt track sisters. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So... She writes, I wanted to write in and tell you guys about my grandma's haunted house. Oh. So my dad's family was really poor and I grew up in Wimama. Oh, Wimama. Wimama, Florida. Okay. (laughs) Brittany can tell you this is the middle of nowhere. Yes. Okay. (laughs) So her dad is the oldest of five. So when I was about four, I had high school aged uncles. Oh, wow. My grandparents trailer literally fell apart. So they moved into a rental house in a town called Plant City with my dad's two youngest brothers. Yep. This was a big white two-story house. It had wooden stairs with no carpet that were the first thing you saw when you opened the front door. Oh, okay. Uh, My grandparents' bedroom was downstairs while my uncle's rooms were upstairs with a small bathroom. So now to the creepy stories. Firstly, when you got about halfway up the stairs of this house, you felt like you were being watched. Oh. Oh, God. It was the weirdest feeling, and I remember being terrified to go up there. It felt like the humidity level rose 1,000%, and like you knew that if you turned around, you would see someone standing three inches from your face, like they were breathing on you or something. Oh, God. Mm -hmm. One day, my uncles and their best friends went to play basketball. When they got home, my grandmother made them lunch. They were standing in the kitchen when all of a sudden, their friend Chuck dropped his sandwich and looked terrified. (gasps) Chuck. Chuck. Oh, God. 
They what had their sandwich was it? I want to know. They had their backs to the hallway that ran by the kitchen, and he told them that he saw a little kid run down the hallway toward the back door. <gasps> Ooh. Chuck would never come back inside of their house. Oh my god. <laughs> Chuck Chuck's gone. Chuck's yeah. gone. Okay, my <laughs> uncles had teenagers as teenagers do, worked after school and usually got home around 10 p.m. My grandmother would go to bed but stay awake and listen to make sure they got home. One night, she said she was laying in bed and she heard the door open and slam shut and then footsteps run up the stairs. Um she yelled for the boys because they slammed the door and didn't lock it. It had a big wood door and you could hear the lock practically in the background or in the backyard. Okay. She got out of bed because they were ignoring her, went upstairs and they weren't home. Well, uh, oh, that's okay. That. That's scary on a couple different levels. Like it's scary because it's probably a ghost, but it's also scary because it's like perhaps it's an intruder. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Like, oh. Hell yeah. She thought they must be downstairs, so she sh- she scoured the house, and they were nowhere to be found. She went and checked the front door, and it was still locked from when she closed up the house <gasps> to go to bed. And my uncles got home about 30 minutes later. Oh, my God. She said she just convinced herself that she thought she misheard or something and went back to bed. Mm. What? Um, no. Okay. You do that when you're scared. I've done that before. Convince yeah. myself to believe it's not what it is. Yo, I can't. I'd be like... Mm-mm, it's Who's a ghost. <laughs> <laughs> Even if it's not, like <laughs> I would have like every fucking light on in that house. Hell yeah! I'd be like banging pans, like who's yeah. in here with me? Oh, oh, okay. Lights just flickered. Cool. While we were recording. Awesome. Cool. It's probably our energy. <laughs> probably. <laughs> you were going like you were flailing your arms, <laughs> and the light was like wreaking <laughs> 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 havoc. Now. Oh, I'm sorry, hey, it's babe. Okay, baby. It's okay, baby. Okay. Brandy doesn't like. Can you hear stars. her breathing? Yeah, I don't think Brandy. On the podcast? No, you can't hear. Okay, no. good. <laughs> Brandy doesn't like ghost stories. No. She doesn't. Finally, as hillbilly Floridian families do, <laughs> we used to have cookouts at my grandma's house like every weekend. We were poor and making a giant pot of one food was a cheap meal and had a good time. Mm-hmm. My family was really into playing volleyball, so the kids would play in the yard while the women talked shit to and about each other. <laughs> <laughs> and the guys would play volleyball and drink beer. <laughs> My mom never, in bold, never let us go in the house by ourselves because she thought the house was haunted and creepy. Wow. And she is also just an overprotective, awesome lady. Oh, yeah. cool. I remember looking at her as she started yelling at my dad, telling him to go get my older brother, Justin, who was about nine at the time. She said she saw him looking out of the upstairs bathroom window. (gasps) My dad finally was able to speak up and my brother was just out of her eyesight playing with my cousins. All the kids were accounted for. What? So there's a like a nine ish year old looking boy in the upstairs bathroom Bathroom window window. looking out at them. They thought it was the kid. (laughs) Okay. Spooky. After all this, my grandparents eventually found out just before they moved that the top floor of the house had been rebuilt just like a few years prior. There was a house fire and the little boy who lived upstairs wasn't able to get out. (gasps) Oh, oh, my God. And Jen says, as an adult, I still don't think I'd go back in this fucking house. Ooh, wow. wow you know it's rare that you get stories with an explanation like that yeah like who the spirit is Ooh. like now that they have a story behind it goddamn like that thing's real that thing, yeah. yeah i mean it's oh and so many people saw 
So yeah. many people. Wow. Well, that must have been like fucking terrifying because my mom, like when I would be afraid of ghosts, she'd be like, oh, ghosts aren't real, blah, blah, blah. This mom was like, hell yeah, ghosts are real. Don't go in the house. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's how my mom is. And it doesn't help, dude. Yeah. No, my mom, my mom is also the same way. Like, I, I mean, I, I've said it before. Like, she would always be like, there's people sitting on our couch in the front. Yeah. And I was like, Hood? and she was like, yeah, someone died in our house. Yeah. Like, and you're like, fuck. And I'm like, oh, my it God. It died in your room. <laughs> yeah. And I'm like, ah! <laughs> In the bathtub. <laughs> I mean, that's just like, wow. Ooh. I don't know like, that. All I've... these people seeing like like full apparitions of yeah. a small child who like couldn't escape. I mean, that's just so like heartbreaking. It's sad. Yeah. It is. I don't know if I've ever encountered it. We've talked about child ghosts mm-hmm. on the oh, show yeah. before. That's just so scary. I don't know. Yeah children ghosts but you a lot of times you'll feel like that playful energy of a child running you hear that a lot like running you know seeing them run or like feeling your the palms of your hand get cold Mm -hmm. as like a little child's like slipping their hands into yours damn to be like friendly yeah but they're also on on the complete opposite side of that spectrum is the idea that some like uh, spirits that we perceive to be child spirits are actually a lot more negative and they're just kind of passing themselves yeah exactly mm. so um jen writes sorry this was so long look forward to more episodes from you guys and i'm super proud of Brittany for kicking ass in women's studies oh my yeah. slash yeah. issues and rep in florida like a bad bitch oh my yeah. god jen i love you thank oh. you so much and then she writes she's so sweet she writes p.s without question the ghost I'd bang would be Kurt Cobain pre-shotgun wounds. Oh, <laughs> yeah. That's like Kurt good Cobain's ghost. God oh. damn. Mm-hmm. I don't oh. even care how strung out on like drugs he is. Mm-mm. Let's do it. Oh, my yeah. God. We'd all have to fight Courtney on that one. <laughs> and that Courtney bitch too. will kill you. Yeah, she will. She will kill you. Yeah. I'd rather be fucked and then killed by Courtney Love, honestly. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I can hate her. That's my kink. With her... <laughs> <laughs> Courtney Love like that's Ashley's it Ashley's like thinking real hard she's I like, hate her man I hate her <laughs> so you know what she would, just really you hate gets Hole? my goat I love Hole I don't like Courtney she's mm. a, a monster she kind of is a monster she's gonna come get me watch watch I love her I'm gonna be dead in my apartment I, li- I live in a house wait I'm gonna be dead in my house next week <laughs> Courtney Love that's a good no one would even pin it on her that's the um, thing what the fuck what Brandy what's happening I don't know hello <laughs> she was just like hardcore. What's up, baby? Is someone here? Yeah, the dog staring was just hardcore staring into the corner. Is somebody here? Yeah. All right. Cool. All right. So this is a good time to. Um, well, no, we gotta keep. Thanks, Jen. Yeah, yeah thank you, Jen. Jen, that was an amazing story, yeah, and thank great. you so much, and thank you for the compliment. You <laughs> yeah. are a beautiful soul. Thank you so much. Thank you, Jen. <laughs> awesome. All right, man. Well, tune in. Friday after next for the next episode. Thank you for listening, guys. Yeah, and also like I I love stories from people who live in Florida because I think that there is a lot like in Florida that is like super weird, super haunted, and I want to hear for the more podcast. St- yeah, and I want to hear more stories because I also miss Florida so much. Oh, I miss that shit hole. <laughs> All right, yeah, Floridian stories. We want to hear them. Yeah. Uh, more North Carolina stories. Thank you, Camille. Yeah, thank you so yes. much, Camille too. Don't forget to rate and subscribe on iTunes or whatever kind of podcast site that you find us on. That helps us kind of move up, easier to discover, and easier to have a queer voice and a sea of men podcasters. 
Well, yeah, it's it, yeah, it's a lot of we all can. I think at the, at least at this table agree that a lot of the paranormal the field is just very overrun with a lot of like cis white men who are very not into picking up on energies and being like entirely respectful of right. culture backgrounds and the ways in which that like we tell stories to one another and create space all right thank you so much for listening thanks happy friday the thanks, 13th guys. oh yeah bye bye